Hey everyone, what's up? It's your girl Nakia and welcome to the Fearless Kia Podcast. Hey everyone, what's up? It's your girl Fearless Kia. Welcome to season two of the Fearless Kia Podcast. Um, quick life update. Still single. That's not not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying, like, I'm still single, but I am open to dating. I am open to dating in 2018. I feel like, you know, last year I was like, no, I'm going through this health thing. I got a lot going on. I'm going through work issues. But this year I was like, you know what? I'm going to be open. I'm going to be open to what's out there. I don't want to block my blessings. So that's that on the dating side. As far as the career side, I'm still at my current job, God willing, let him, you know, make a way out of no way. And <laughs> I'm just focused on my 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 goals as an individual as far as, like, what I want to come to fruition in 2018, which is to get my finances um, in a good place so that I can fully prosper the way in which God has intended me to on this earth. So those are my, you know, quick life update. But to jump into the podcast, this week's guest is not afraid to call you out on your shit and compliment you all at the same damn time. Um, he is a host, comedian, DRL on MTV, podcast host of He Man Women Haters Club, and the co-host of Black Boy Joy Show and Men Secure. And in that show, get you a real brother in your life named Mouse Jones, <laughs> um, pretty much because he does... Yeah, your whole. I feel like you having your like Cardi B year. I don't even know if that's it a thing. Like if it, it, if it, is it, yeah. it feel like it, make it have Cardi B years, I, right? Yeah. Tiffany not? had had its years, why you know, not? like why not? Because and it's only twenty six days in the year. I'm, yeah, I'm only twenty six days in. They gotta be worried. Like they gotta be worried. They gotta be worried. <laughs> twenty six days in, and I'm already yeah. So I'm just like I smell different. I look better. I didn't think it was possible, but I look better. You said you're going to be wearing your coat. I was listening to your podcast every day. You said you ain't giving this coat up. You're going to be wearing that shit. Listen, I understand something. It's not only a good coat, but the goddess, Hey Friend Hey, from the Friend Zone podcast. She said, Mouse, I love that jacket. I said, what? I will tattoo this jacket to me if I have to. It's never coming off. But thank you, Kia, for having thank me. Thank you. I hope I, I hope I did your intro justice. You did. You okay, did. I, yeah, I was you making sure I got everything. I forgot about it. I do do that, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make sure I got everything. Right, so right. to jump into the conversation, I usually start everyone out with, what is your deepest fear? Mm, my deepest fear. I like to... um. I like to think that I'm not scared of anything man-made. You know, no man on this earth fears, uh, scares me. No, no, it just doesn't happen that way. Um, I think the only thing I'm scared of is being like the what-if story. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of guided my career over the past two years. Like, you know, coming from the streets, like literally just jumping right out the streets and saying, I want to do this. I want to be a personality. Mm. And like, like with anything, you know, you don't really get all the way out of it you know you usually got one foot in one foot out right. until something hits and right. it was like it kind of kept me rooted in like saying like yo if you got to be broke right now be broke right. but you don't want to be the what if story right. and that was my like i didn't i never want to like i never want to be you know what i mean locked up for doing some dumb shit right and then be like yo what happened what happened to that kid mouse yo he could have been something right you feel what i'm saying mm-hmm. i never want to be that story i never want to be the I could have been guy. You feel what I'm saying? I never want to not throw all I got at this shit. And then 10 years down the line, I'm watching somebody else do it and be like, yo, 
that could have been out. What could have been, you know, that's my only fear. So being that you don't want to be that what if or like you could have been guy, Mm -hmm. what are some kind of subconscious or outside factors that you are still kind of battling or afraid that will pull you away from continuing to walk into your purpose? Uh, Probably my reactions. Mm. Like I have a very, I have a very concrete set of rules. Right. Um, and, and 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 what's the word I'm looking for? And, and protocol that I live by. I got certain, you know, a moral uh, code that I live by. And it's like, if we're men, right, and we're on the equal, I, I look at all men on equal playing mm-hmm. field. Playing field. I don't care if you're gay, straight, trans. We're all men. And if you violate me as a man. Whether you say something about me or you try and take something away from me, an opportunity or whatever case may be, I feel like I got to address that. Right. And uh, sometimes I don't always address that in the best way. And it might be good right. and it might be good <laughs> for entertainment purposes, but you know, I never know what's on the opposite end of that, right? And then it's like, I'm not, I've never been the one to be like, okay, 1 1. No, I got to go up. I got to, if it's 1 1, I got to go 2 1. So if I say something to you and then, you fuck up something I got going on. Well, then I got to go double, right? right? That's the only thing I'm scared of, right? Because I don't have a, a, me being me and me being open and, and willing to, you know, confront my manhood and masculinity and or, or, or depiction that I have of what masculinity is. It's like, I don't know if I can concede to a straight up loss, right? Mm. So if you violate me, I don't know if I could walk away with that L. You know how some people- Right, be take mature and kind of like- I don't know if I could do that. But see, that's the crazy thing because, you know, when I met you, Miles, it, when you speak to women and right. how you treat women, it's always goddess, right. benevolence, right. you know, queen. Yeah, and, yeah. and there's a certain rhetoric where you have, uh, you speak highly and of uh, the utmost respect. And I'm saying that you don't, I'm not saying that you don't give men that. I'm sure right. you do give give respect until it's, Absolutely. Until Absolutely. it's taken. Absolutely. You know, but it, it seems like even, and, and granted, I'm not sure. And I just don't want nobody to think I'm hotep. I'm not a hotep. <laughs> I, I don't want anybody thinking, like, oh, she got a... I'm not a hotep. I, hoteps are despicable human beings. They are annoying um, gardeners. You got to um, define what that is. Yeah, you know, the hoteps is the people that always be like, oh, it's the black, it's the black, it's the gay agenda. They taking over all the black women. They 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 feminizing us. They mask. Shut your punk ass up. But um, I'm not one of those. I just believe in speaking to black women with a certain decorum. Right. You guys are the mothers of the earth. You guys are the mother of our generation, mother of the world. Right. So I just think if no one, I take accountability for black women. That's basically what it boils down to. Right. So if you haven't smiled or if you haven't been uplifted that day, let me do that. I'm gonna be the one to do that, and it might annoy you, or or you might, or you, or sometimes in my dealings, women might not know how to um, react to that because those words are uttered by, like I said, hoteps or other, or some people might use it just in in general and treating them a certain way. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So I understand that, but I'm still gonna, which is why I started adding up because I know the word queen has been watered down and everybody says that's why I've you know oh, benevolence how are you um goddess how are you right queen how are you, you feel what I'm saying I'm and I'm always in the dictionary looking for another word that I could address black women by you know what I mean because I don't know your name right and I just want to let you know that nothing if nothing else I see, see you, you. Mm-hmm. so um yeah I just wanted to address that because I didn't want nobody to be like oh he's a hotel he's Nakia no. said he be calling goddess and benevolence. No, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying it that you speak from a very genuine place yes, and sincere place. When it comes to men and having those right, 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 right. 
uh, confrontations. It's yeah. like, nah, we gonna yeah. put you in your place, yeah. but we not about even to do. when I wasn't speaking. So you know, um, I call it speaking with purpose. Even when I wasn't speaking with speaking to women with purpose, mm-hmm. um, I still never and and you know and, and finding myself, I, I I might feel like, or I might find out that you know this is just some guys or, or that I've been under of, of you know just the patriarchy of it all but I've never believed in having like confrontation with women right. just, I'm just not that guy you feel right. what I'm saying I'm not the guy that's gonna argue back and forth with you um I don't believe in arguing right right so like in in my intimate relationships I don't argue you know and that right. might be um destructive or that might be a little uneasy to deal with but I'm just not going to um devote any energy to anything that's not going to have a positive outcome. The minute you begin arguing, there's a right wrong. There's right. a oh, I take it back. There's a wrong wrong. I just want to show you you're wrong, and then you want to show me I'm wrong. Right. That's arguing. If right. you want to have a discussion, let's do that. I will. I will have a discussion. Mm-hmm. But arguing, I won't do. So I don't do that with men either. So if you want to argue back and forth, I'm not about to argue. If we on Twitter. And but you, you like, but you can come see me, and then we. Can and that's pretty it. much it. But do you feel like? It's, it's, and it's a terrible way to <laughs> live, because there's gonna be somebody, and I always think about this is you know, um, you don't want to block your blessings. You never want to, you know, encounter scare, someone yeah. who could be your next, you know, gateway to right. an opportunity right. that's to come down. Line. I don't want to. Like, oh, I remember that dude. Yeah. I don't want to scare the money. That's all I look at it now. I'm learning that I don't want to scare the money away because with. With guys like me, it's a, it's very easy to do that, right? It's easy to look at me and say, it's easy to go to my Instagram and look and say, oh, this kid got a cool look. You know, this right. kid looked like he's from the, he looks like he's from the street, but he's he's fashionable and he, he takes cool pictures and he got gauges. It's cool to see that, right? But then, you know, as, as, as it happens with our culture a lot, they're like, oh, but I heard he'll fight or I heard he's in an issue with this person. So it's like, hey, you want, you want the culture? You don't want to... But right. I understand that, you know, I don't want to scare the money. Right. I don't want to scare the money away. So, you're, you know, I'm still figuring that part of it how out. How to be authentic and still not block your bus. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's a hard... I just hard. ask niggas to leave me alone. That's all I ask. <laughs> like, I'm not... I promise I'm not going to bother you. Leave me alone. You feel what I'm saying? Like, any issue that I've really got into a real issue, I felt... It's all because it's all because somebody disrespected me. But sometimes you got to show God's grace to people that may not deserve it because you know yes. that's a hard and that's a hard thing to do. It is, it is. But sometimes you just have to it do is. that because you moving differently, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We not moving like me in the streets somewhere. We moving like, um, yes, I'm book blessed and busy. As book Kay- blessed and busy. As Kay- Kayla, is the merch um, coming out? No, Kayla Walker always says that. Oh, so that's okay, like a, okay. a thing that she always says, like book blessed and busy. And and when I when she said that, I was like, you know what? Yes, you got to move in a different type of mindset. Wow. You can't be moving like you available. You're right. Broke. I'm not, right, and right, like, right. Because when I was broke, I was pulling up with, man, 2015, I, was in a, I know a lot of people listening uh, who know me understand, like, 2015, I was with, what? I was with all this shit. What, nigga? You said what? I'm at everything. I'm pulling up and everything. And now I just realized, like, you know, um, not going to say nobody's name, but, you know, I realized, you know, in, discor- in recent discourse, it's like, I don't even have the time to pull up. Like, usually I would have had the time to pull up on them, like, my man, what's up with you? But I, you, I'm, yo, and that's, I guess that's the craziest part of it all that I'm sitting here thinking like, all right, well, five o'clock, I got to be here. But after five, no, because six o'clock, I got to be here. And I got to be, over. ooh, right. he lucky. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm like, you know, I just want to get to a point where I can really let it go. 
Right. Just let it go. So how do you not lose yourself with the acclaim mm-hmm. and the, you know, attention that you're now receiving? Three words that I always tell myself. I ain't shit. I ain't shit. You know, I ain't shit. And I mean that on so many levels, right? Um, Yeah, that claim is cool. But I, ain't, I still ain't shit. You feel what I'm saying? I'm not on a level of... I don't compete with the people. I don't compete with my peers. I compete with the older class, if that makes sense. I'm not competing with the the the, the people that's doing it in my same space. I'm competing with the. I'm looking at uh, Charlemagne, Joe Rogan, those those guys, the guys that are making millions off of this. That's why I'm not the guy that's you know doing it off the love or doing it on the come up like I am. I'm already better than y'all. I'm looking at. You know, aspirational. All right, Bobby Bones. I need a, you know, Joe mm-hmm. Rogan, uh, 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 Scott Ruggiero. I'm looking at those guys. Right. Like, I, I I, need to be on y'all ass now. Like, what's up? I want to put some fire to y'all ass. So, you know, I, I, I can never really get to always being aspirational. It'll never, I'll never feel like, y'all know me. And then at the end of the day, this shit really don't matter to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, to claim all of that, I, I get to do what I love like and be 100% and be 100% who you are. me mm-hmm. so the acclaim the fans the pitches all that I don't care about that and I, I don't mean to sound like a dick um I've been cool I always I was always a cool kid in school like I never this is not new to me you know and I, I know me I think I've spoken to you about it maybe like a year and a half ago like a lot of kids this is new for them right the internet was the best thing that happened to some of these kids because now we're giving a voice to the voiceless. Mm. The kid that never, the kid got looked over, the kid that got looked over but still loved hip hop culture. Those are the kids running the shit now, right? Those are the kids giving me opportunities of saying, "Yo, we might need this guy," or this might be saying, "Yo, we scared of this guy." He reminds me of the kid that used to make fun of me, mm-hmm. but that's not new to me. People wanting, in my opinion, people want to be around me. People want to be cool with me. That's not new to me. So that that could never change. I'd never get lost. I'm always going to be me. Has your circle of friends changed as you evolved? And and if so, is it you know helping mm-hmm. you versus hindering circle you? Circle of friends, I'm going to say not really. Because mm-hmm. it, it, it's like a two. Like, number one, I'm always by myself. Right. Or, or maybe with a woman. But for the most part, I'm always by myself. Because that's just I I've all since I was in, like I just always believe in being by myself because if I'm going to do something can't nobody tell me if it's just me that's just how I look at it you feel what I'm saying that's just how I look at it that's how I look at it <laughs> okay okay and I've ne- and, I, and then I've always had a problem with trusting people's intentions right. so I don't know why you're around I don't know what you're around for so if we're all at a function. Which is why people will be like, oh, that's why girls will be like, oh, Mouse, you're so mixy. You know, everybody, you friends with everybody. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, this is the only this is the only industry where people get mad at you for making friends. But that's neither here nor there. But it's like, no. Like, all right, I'm at this function and I'm a social person and I enjoy having banter with people and everybody having a good time. I'm cool with that. But when I leave that, I leave by myself. Right. So, yeah. Uh, but the circle of friends, the people that I hold near and dear to my heart, it absolutely has changed. Because I'm in different settings, right? Mm-hmm. So when I was in the streets, it was always the older kids. It was always the OGs. I ain't want no young kids around me. Get get from around me. Y'all, y'all do stupid stuff. And then we all get, no, you got to get from around me. And so it went from those guys who, you know, some of them are, are, are dead now. Or some of them are locked up. And then, you know, some of them, you know, got locked up, got out and, say, and changed their lives. Some of them is in the church now. Um, 
But right now, you know, I I do keep I keep about two or three of those guys around like that are still right tightly close and just you know it keeps you grounded. And sometimes you know if if you talk too crazy to me, they might come see you. I don't got to do nothing. Um, that's just be now. You know. Miles got French security. <laughs> French security. <laughs> I like that. Right. I like that. We could do the French security show next. Right. Um, but yeah, and um, but I, I'm, I'm grateful for the people that's around now. The OGs, are, you know, without without some of the OGs like Rob Markman, Hovane, um, you know, Free Tax Stone, um, those guys helped me a lot. Those guys taking me under their wing. I would be a fool to turn around. You know, uh, Funny Julius, Cleverly Chloe, um, Taki Bond. These are people that have become my friends, you know, Bill's uh, show, these are guys that become friends and almost like family. I'd be a fool to act like that there's, there needs to be a separation. Correct. Yeah, totally. So I want to switch gears a little bit and talk to you about fatherhood. Okay. And so I know that we were talking about black women mm-hmm. earlier and and how you always speak with to them with a, a high level of respect. And so I was wondering how has, you know, having – two daughters mm-hmm. um, impacted the way in which you carry yourself as a man and the way you change your perspective in your pursuits of happiness and right, not right, ever right. allowing your fear to come to fruition. Um, well, they're the number one goal. They're the number one focus. They're the number one uh, motivator. Um, I always said, I want to do this. So I show my kids, there's a way to be happy and make your own way on mm-hmm. your, your own rules. Um, and it's just a, it's a super unconventional method, right? I didn't go to school for this. I dropped out of high school, went to the military. Nothing about my past says I should be doing what I'm doing now. Outside of my motivation, outside of my want, outside right. of the, the the hunger and the passion I have for it, nothing else. You wouldn't look at this and say, oh, yeah, this kid's about to do this, right? And I never want my kids to feel, be sitting at a desk like, what if? I mean, right. I could be doing this. Well, why don't you? Your dad did it. You've seen your dad do it. You don't have the. I didn't have. I have that right. I could say, yo, I watched my mom just, you know, find a dad entry job and just want to get a job that got benefits, just so she could put some clothes on our back and food on our table. Watch mm-hmm. my dad, you know, um, give up his dreams or have to change his dreams according to what he could do now. I didn't want to do that. Right. So I said, um, my kids are gonna see that there's a way to win on your own court so uh yeah so they're the motivator for that so i could never lose any type of focus because it's it's on them um having them though that's a great question having having them and then you know how it affects my walk as a man so that's that's a it's a double-edged sword right because there's one that says i still i don't i don't tell any man to base their manhood on anything other than them right Right. So it would be unfair to say because you have daughters, you have to be this type of man. Right. You just got to be a man, dog. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? You just got to be a man. Make sure your kids are taken care of and make sure they have a a man to be proud of or an example Mm. to be proud of and say and and to refer back to. And and they may not. Right. Because every, every woman is her own and her walk is her own. So she might not look for a man that's like her dad. She might not care what type of man her dad was. She's going to look for what she looked for. Right. But if she should go back <laughs> to a textbook, she should have one. So um, I just try to make sure I'm a man of my word. 
um, man of very, integrity. Can we just? That's very major key. Being a man right. of your word. You have to. Like that's very far and few. Right. Amongst our generation. Right. So for you to even bring it up, it's like I just wanted to highlight that that is a major key for yeah, any like, man that's listening out yeah, there. Yeah, no, don't don't lie. It's no, it's not. And I I don't do it for any moral reason. I think I do it out of a, a very self gratifying, like egotistical way of saying like I don't lie. I don't lie because I'm not scared of you. I'm not mm. scared of any consequence that's going to come from me telling a human being a lie. Mm. If I tell a woman a lie, what's going to happen? She's either going to leave or she's not going to leave. If I tell a man a lie, you, if I tell a man the truth, you're either going to swing on me or you're going to walk away or we're going to talk. You not, Nobody is going to scare me enough to lie. Mm-hmm. You're going to get this truth if you want it or not. If you don't want it, don't ask me. You feel what I'm saying? Facts. I, that's just the way I am. I also do not offer up information, though. It, like, you, you have to ask a question. <laughs> Let's not get crazy. You know, oh I'm not. I, I was raised to not offer off. You don't offer information. You know what I'm saying? We don't offer information around these parts. <laughs> but if you ask a question, I promise you, I will tell you the truth. I will not. I won't sell no. I won't sell you no lies. You, I, I, right. It's annoying. It's and then you don't scare me enough. You know what I'm saying? Um. So being a man mm-hmm, of your word. Mm-hmm. Being a man of my word uh, or or your word and uh being not. Sh- being strong enough to show them weakness. Being strong enough to show them vulnerability. vulnerability. You got to do it. Which Jay-Z said, you know I live by Jay-Z quotes. <laughs> Jay-Z said, you got you, you to gotta do it. You got to get softer. He said, you can never heal what you never reveal. Mm. Your daughter's got to see that, right? And right. I'm still learning. I'm not perfect. I got an 11-year-old and I got a, I got a six-year-old. And uh, God bless my 11-year-old. She, she done been with me through the whole thing i've had custody of her so she's been with me since uh, she's a perfect time stamp right because right. i had her senior year of high school mm. so every year that i would know exactly how many years i ain't been shit because i would just look at how old she is so she's seen it in the streets in the military she's seen, the evolution she's seen it right mm-hmm. and now for her it's dope um I, the proudest moment I've had in this whole industry was uh, right after I did some, I did a video for VH1 mm-hmm. and one of the class moms recognized me. And now whenever I go to the class, they're like, oh, that's, 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 right. that's my such and such daddy. <laughs> oh, he was on TV. He was cool. So now it would be, you know, and they see me on like, I did like a, I think I was on like a BT, like a little quick segment for Father's Day last year. Eat it up. Oh, that was just, so. It was and cool. now it's like you on. I'm not. Everywhere.com. You know, a shout out to a shout out to the class or uh, all the class moms that listen to the He Man Woman Hates Club podcast. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's at this point in your journey, just a transition and understanding, you know, how fatherhood has impacted you as a man today. Um, yeah, I've been a father my whole life. That's crazy, right? Like my whole adult life, I've been a father. There's never been a point as an adult. That I haven't been a father. That's bugged out. That's bugged out when you think about it. Like, how it, could you imagine? Like, what if you had just one year as an adult where you was not a father? I'd probably be dead. Really? Probably be dead. Why? When I was in the streets, I always thought about going. Even before, you know, I had a girl or whatever. Well, I gotta make a home though. I gotta make a home to my kids. I can't let this little girl not have a dad. Hmm. That's all I've always thought about. Like, it sounds cliche, but my kids, no matter what else is going on, 
they've always been my motivator. Mm. So when I was in the military, I got to come home. I got to make a home to this girl. I can't, they can't send me back in a body bag covered in a flag. Right. I got to make a home to this little girl. In the streets, I, I'm on my P's and Q's. I'm going to get you for you. Because I got to make a home to these little girls. And now it's like, in this industry, when I leave this house, I got to make a home. And now the sense of making home is I got to bring home some success. Because mm-hmm. these little girls rode with me for two years when daddy ain't had nothing. When daddy... When when everything when whenever they asked for something it was, I I mean I Christmas it be it be summer I be like I'm gonna get it for Christmas you'll get it, and now it's like, you know it's back to a point where ah right, you got it all right that all right let's relax you asking for too much, <laughs> but um but yeah that that that's crazy yeah if I had if I had a year where I wasn't dead I'd definitely be dead because crazy you, you I'd be living wild. Because you had nothing to look forward to. Exactly. Look, look, as you said, making home, make sure that you're looking forward to seeing your daughter mm-hmm. at the end of the night. Exactly. Exactly. It was nice where I would be out doing dumb stuff like all day, right? And get home and just hold my kids. Like, yo, I almost didn't make it home. And there's, there's time like that even now where I'll just think about, I'll just be laying in bed with my kids and I'll just be like, yo, when I was over in such and such it could have went mm-hmm. down or when I was you know in transit over overseas they could have blew up the boat we would have been I should right. be thinking about that right so it's like everything I do come back to them do you think that that sparked a fire in you to pursue being, being yourself and going after you know being a host um, knowing that I can't keep living like this absolutely absolutely it was like either either I'm gonna be the best street nigga or I'm gonna be the best host personality mm-hmm. in the game. It's that's it. One or the other. I wasn't going. I, I had worked a. I was a uh, a man. I was a supervisor at, at a collection firm for probably like two three years when I first got out the navy. And I said I can never do this. I can never. First of all, you at a collection firm, everybody there. It's 40 plus. <laughs> and they've been working there for 20 years. 20 years. And you bring in a 22-year-old kid because he was in the military. And now you believe he could lead these people. And all they do for a living is call people and tell them to pay their bill. That's what you do for a living. I was like, I never. I'm Fuck this. I'm not doing this ever again. And it was like, and I didn't have no other training outside of that. So it was like. Yeah. I know I got to get in the street. I know what I know. Right. Okay. I know what I know. So, you know, I'm I'm glad that there was a wake up call. Mm. And I'll never forget. My brother told me, he said, do something. Don't do nothing. Mm. And those are words I live by to this day. Do something. Don't do nothing. And, I, you know, I said, all right. And I slept on his couch for like a year. Just hustling. Hustling on the Boom, 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 on the computer, coming up with pictures and mm-hmm. talking to the right people, just, you know, just scrounging up enough money to make sure I could, I could, you know, get a little train to get to the city. You know, like a lot, people don't even know. A lot of the times y'all seen me outside when I first started, I was on borrowed time. Like I'm talking about, I'm hopping trains, st- I'm hopping turnstiles to get to, yeah, like it's, like it's 1989. <laughs> I'm hopping turnstiles to get to the event. Um, not eat. I'd a be different like, level of grinding hustle that people. Yeah, don't know they days. don't. They don't even know about that. I'm hopping turnstiles. Um, hopping trains. Um, 
if you any any finagling I was doing it um you know and then even when I would have to resort to any type of you know indecent activity it would always be like like I always had in the back of my mind I right, I'm only doing it for this amount right I only need this amount of money I don't need all of them. I just need this amount of money. Mm. And then this can hold me over for a few months. Or this will hold me over. Okay, make sure my kids are taken care of. They got some shoes. Got some clothes, food put on their back. But, you know, just just keeping in the back of my mind, like, I got to win. Because this all can't be for nothing. Right. So this can't be for nothing. I done slept. I done did a lot of things that your favorite rapper probably ain't did to, to, to make sure. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I done slept in, I done slept in, in, in train cars. I done slept. Like I just I remember one night I slept in the I think it was the A train all the way up all the way down all the way up all the way down to about like six seven in the morning you know what I'm saying like I didn't I didn't been out like I really didn't put my and it ain't over yet I'm two years in there's still a lot more dues I got pay but when if anybody ever questioned like yo is he really about to? and your level of commitment yeah, is like don't don't please don't be stupid. <laughs> Please don't be stupid and ask stupid questions. <laughs> That's just how I feel. I do want to ask you a question mm-hmm. in regards to being in the military and coming back here. Did mm-hmm. you feel like you suffered from like PTSD um, when you first transitioned to coming back? I think us as black people already have a level of PTSD, especially mm-hmm. growing up in any type of lower income uh, uh, impoverished neighborhood. Right. So, so when people hear Long Island, they automatically think, "Oh, that's the suburbs. Everybody got money out there." And I, I quickly let you know, like, no, <laughs> that's not true. Right. <laughs> um, just like there's parts of DC that's suburban, but it's it's a broken down area. It's parts of Philly, mm-hmm. any place that has a suburban area does not mean just because it's a suburban area does not mean it's affluent. Right. My parents made enough money to be broke on Long Island, if that makes sense. Like, if we lived in the inner city with what my parents made, we'd be all right. Mm. But they made just enough to live on Long Island and not have it. Mm. But just to give us a better chance. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So, um, so I, the things I got in, the things I got into and the things I put, I, I never had to do no street shit. Listen, I don't ever want anybody to ever get that twisted. I always make sure I let people know that. I never had to do no street shit. Mm. I didn't have to. My parents would be breaking their neck to make sure I would be all right. Right. I just wanted to be it. I just want to be a tough guy. Like to be honest, I just want to be a tough guy. And you know, going to my dad's neighborhood in Gowanus, and then people be like, "Oh, you, 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 you V son, oh, okay. Oh, yo, he used to do this and that third. And like you being around your dad friend, you hear all these gangster stories. And the dopest part about my dad would be, it ain't from him. He not telling me this. His mm. people's just like, yo, he used to do this and he had a spot on lock. I'm like. Oh, this nigga ain't raising no sucker, nigga. I'm I'm like that too. And I remember when my dad realized, like he used to be like, nigga, you from Long Island, you ain't like that. And then my dad realized it was like one time he was like, ah, right, you might be too like that. You gotta relax. You out here in Long Island. Right. You know I bust my ass to make sure y'all like. I'm doing dumb stuff. Right. But um, but yeah, I, I say that to say, you know, a lot of stuff I sur- surrounded myself with, involved myself, and I had more PTSD about that mm. than what we did in the military right so so there was some unpacking and i'm but definitely being in the military added on to some of that and there was definitely a i don't know how healthy it was but there was definitely an unpacking of that once i came home and trying to sort through that and okay you got this feeling like like me i don't sit with my back towards things Mm. and i and i and like i I go to the movies i gotta check all the exits and Mm. um i'm very 
keen about body movements and stuff. Like, you know, there's been some times where I've been on a train and accidentally yoked a guy up because I just, you touched me in a weird way. Um, but yeah, I think I'm all right now. I think I'm good now. How did you break that that mentality? Church. Come Going to the church. To, you know, just um, trusting in God and just, you know, giving giving that part up to him. It was like, hey, listen, you you, you fix me, please. You know, mm. fix me, please. You don't got me out of, you know, a lot worse things. Um, I just never wanted my mind played with, which is why right. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't, I right. like, I don't like things altering my mind. Mm. So uh, I'm very, con- I'm always, in- so I was just like, God, please do that. Like, I don't, I don't you know, you ain't got to make me rich enough, but just let me have control over my mind. Right. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how that got fixed itself yeah my dad served like 20 years in the military and he always says stay alert stay alive that, and that's and i'm like that's the truth he was like you just never know you can't anticipate you, you know you know what you're gonna do but you, but don't, you don't know what the other, other person is gonna and that's my and that's always and i but i operate like that in everything mm-hmm. i know what i'm gonna do i know what energy i'm bringing i don't know what you bring so i always got to make sure my energy i'm bringing a little is enough to cover both of us right that's that's pretty much the mentality mm-hmm. so to Close out the show. I wanted to ask you, what are three life lessons that are going to propel you from your fear to freedom? Well, number one, most importantly, uh, do something. Don't do nothing. Mm-hmm. You always want to be moving. Always want to be like, I, I don't even have And that's another reason why I move by myself. I don't like people just being around for the ride. And it was like when I started, you know, quote unquote getting lit you see a lot more people oh now everybody want to come outside oh you want to come outside now right because you think you don't got to pay for the party when it's time to pay for the party it was ah uh, mouse you go but now you ain't got to pay for the party and because because you were mountain mm, relax relax nobody's around for the free ride everybody got pulled their weight so i give everybody a job you know and i i'm not i'm not on on I have I got shit to do. So if you around, you gotta you gotta contribute to that. Right. So you know, definitely don't don't uh do something. Don't do nothing. Uh, secondly, and it's it's not even a joke. Like um, you know, free free tax. Be safe though. Just always moving. And I'm like, I right, you know, I like we just got done saying. I know what I'm doing. I know what mm-hmm. I'm bringing. I don't know what everybody's bringing. So I'm always moving with a. Alright, be safe though. Okay, I see you. Um, mm-hmm. and then number three, um, and it should be number one to me. That's a little biggie quote. <laughs> no, but uh, it really should be number one. Uh, love black women. That is just something I always, okay. always, always think is paramount. Um, the love and safety of every black woman should be paramount to every black Amen. man. So, uh, I don't think we can really do anything as black men, right? If white people, they do whatever. Um, black men, I, I don't think. Anything we can do will be prosperous or uh, well done if we're not loving black women. If it's not done from a, a, um, a mind state of where we're loving black women. Word. Well, I like, thank you so much, Miles, for, for coming on me. to the Fearless Kia podcast. I'm so appreciative of I'm you taking so out your time. You had me in your million dollar studio. <laughs> you tried it. Oh my God. Um, but I usually like to close out the show with a quote. Based off of my guess's fear. So this is an anonymous quote. But someone once told me the definition of hell. The last day you have on earth, the person you became will meet the person you could have become. Mm. Oh, that's a bar. Jay-Z said that? 
And the, is it oh. anonymous? Oh. Well, you know, I live by Jay-Z quote, so I thought that was a Jay-Z quote. If That's it was, deep. it would have been fire, wouldn't it? I'm getting that tattoo. You, you playing. Oof. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind, folks, as you're navigating your fears and trying to push towards your dreams and your aspirations and truly living a happy life, walking in your purpose. Because a lot of people don't get to walk in their purpose. They don't get to see the days that they, ages that they could have been at. You know, a lot of people die at a young age, nor do they get to see their full talent come to fruition. So keep that in mind as you continue to navigate your own journey. Until next time, I'm wishing you guys nothing but love, light, and many blessings. It's your girl, Fearless Kia, and we out.